0: In the garage I'm Corey Cope. I'm Freddie Wooff And Kickstart. this is our second one for the Septembers. It's September 11 today. 9/11 man.: Today is September 11th. That means that tomorrow is September 12th. That's how calendars work. And uh, tomorrow there's some good things coming out. We Again, we always talk about a whole slew of movies that we grew up with, but someone finally got around to putting out an Irwin Allen box set. Wow. Yeah. And anybody knows that Erwin Allen was known as the master of disaster. All of his movies are all <laughs> they're all nutty things: earthquake, Poseidon Adventure. But think about this one. This one's a little bit different because these are lesser-known titles. Ironically, um, one of them is actually the Poseidon Adventure sequel. So you got Flood, Fire, Beyond Poseidon Adventure, Hanging by a Thread, When Time Ran Out, Cave In, and the night the bridge fell down.
1: Cave-In, I
0: have seen. I think Cave-In and
1: Beyond the Poseidon Adventure are probably the only ones I've ever seen.
0: Yeah. I think Beyond the Poseidon Adventure was one of the only ones that came out in the theater when we were, like, aware of it. I mean, it's like, the reason why you're not hearing about the Towering Inferno and Earthquake and all those is because those can sell on their own. They don't need to be stuffed in a box set. Correct. Re-released by Shout Factory, So, who releases this. It's not a cheap set, by the way. It lists for one thirty. What? <laughs> right. Unfortunately, since it's brand new, there was no pre-release on it. So we don't have any idea what the extras are on it. But um wow. Yeah. That's, that's a it. lot of
1: money, especially when that you know when I could be giving it giving them that money to imprint.
0: <laughs> What's funny is like there's stuff in movies, I just let write them off, but there's nine cuts. What? So that means at least two of the movies have different versions. Oh boy. <laughs> what? All the all the things I need. Less is there. So is there more fire? or more? Why is a movie called Fire? Didn't you? Like you already made that Towering Inferno.
1: Yep. Maybe it's about a forest fire.
0: Maybe I don't know. I don't honestly. Other than other than that, Poseidon Adventure sequel, and maybe Cave In. I don't know the, what the other what those other movies are. No idea. But I mean, the night the bridge fell down, I I can have kind a of guess about what it's about. Right.
1: I'm going to guess there's a bridge involved.
0: I'm looking at the names on the movies and just Patty Duke is the most recognizable name on the whole list.
1: Oh yeah, the it's, it's, the thing about those Irwin Allen movies, which is awesome, is they're kind of like, I don't know if they took the now who do you, well, I guess it, I guess the Love Boat probably took the um, took that sort of uh, tactic from from yes. the Irwin Allen movies, right? Like yes, they totally when people did. say, "Oh, it's like a Love Boat casting," I'm like, "Oh no, it's more like Erwin <laughs> Allen. It's it's more like Earthquake and Tyrant Inferno. It's you know, but I guess the Love Boat is more, you know, it's, it's love saying you're casting like the Love Boat is kind of like you know it's generic. It's like saying, give me um. Give me a McDonald's. Give me a McGrill, whatever. Right. Um, ugh,
0: funny, man. Patty Duke. The thing I love about it was, you know, just the casting, like, oh, who's available this week? Correct. That's all it, that's all it was. Like, all right doing the circuit? A, we'll change the name of the character from this to this. And, oh, you know, it, it, well, we have this actress and not an actor available. Right. Oh, well, we'll change the name. What do you <laughs> want
1: to do this week? Do you want to do Love Boat or Fantasy Island? Or do you <laughs> want to do the game shows? Because Match Game could use you if you're not
0: doing either one of those. Weeks worth of work and it's all like a uh, two uh, game shows and, uh, uh, showing and up a show on a spelling it, show
1: and <laughs> under five on a on Fantasy Island.
0: <laughs> hey, we Mister <Mr>. Rourke. <laughs> 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 when we were recording the Changeling, I and I was making the reference to it being like a TV show or an extended cold check or something like that. I, I've talked about there in the past. There's certain uh, some of the bunch is certain, but there's a handful of really great Fantasy Island storylines where they deal they go right into horror and it, oh yeah and dude. oh the, yeah that, that that total house on sorority row knockoff when they're using the little Barbie dolls, and then they're killing off all the girls from the sorority house, fucking so good. They could have done the whole episode Dude, surrounding that.
1: my favorite episodes of Fantasy Island, my favorite memories are when Mister Rourke goes rogue. Like you yes. see him, and he and they they would lie to him, and he looks evil and shit. <laughs> and they are like, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah, I love all those dark fantasy. I mean, I feel like they should have all been dark. Honestly, I feel like yeah. that's the whole thing. Like, there's a there. I wanted to say I read a paper somewhere where there's a whole discussion about how Mr. Rourke is really the devil.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I think it might have come out like when, the, uh, when they tried to reboot it in 2000 or whatever with uh, Malcolm McDowell. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that Fantasy Island?
0: Yeah, and that's a little too on the nose, all right. right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're looking at Malcolm McDowell and you're like, oh, yeah, he's the devil.
0: He's the devil. The, he's the devil. So, Mr. Rourke would be El Kokui. El Kukui! But it's true though. It's like almost every yeah. every storyline has some something to do with that. Um, what was the one that, that I always loved? I think it was. I think it was shit. I gotta say, it was Sammy Davis Jr. and and it was a it was about Bojangles, Jangles about him going back to spend yeah shit was it was it was Sammy playing Bojangles Jangles or was it man? I think hold on. it is. I yeah, you got to Google it, shit, because somebody will check you on it, man. Come on. Uh, yeah, Bojangles and the Dancer. And, oh, my gosh, how rad, dude. Um, that episode, Bojangles and the Dancer. There's also another one called Deuces are Wild. Oh, yeah, so Sammy Davis did play, play uh, Mr. Bojangles in that episode. So What's, there, There's another really dark one. Glenn Turman was the one that played the character that wanted to meet Bojangles. That's who it was. Gotcha. There you go. And Audrey and Judy Landers are the leads on Deuces Are Wild, the second part of that episode.
1: Yeah, there's another weird, there's another crazy dark episode with Bert Convy. Like, I'm trying to remember the exact details, but it was really bizarre because I always remember, like, Bert Convy was always, yeah, he was a game show. I knew him from, like, Tattletales and, like, and then you'd see Bert Convy. He'd show up, like, on the love boat or whatever. But then there was this, like, super dark episode, I feel like he was, like, a cat burglar or some shit. And... Uh, Yeah, it was weird, man. And I never looked at... I was never able to look at Bert Commie the same
0: after seeing him stretch his acting muscles. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, there were some great ones on there that were always kind of pushing those envelopes. And and like like you're noting, every one of them, you know, was a very Twilight Zone. He never None none of them ever ended happily ever after. It always ended with somebody going, I'm so glad I had the life that I have, which is the whole point of every episode. Exactly. You know, be happy with what you got.
1: Right? You can't always get what you want, but right. sometimes you'll get what you need. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody should write a song with those lyrics. Somebody should.
0: Somebody should do that.
1: Uh, I'm sorry. Now that I've distracted you with a love boat, please go back
0: to the Blu-rays. <laughs> Well, you know what we talked about, Irwin Allen, and he was the master yes. disaster, and, and you could say, uh, you know, Aaron Spelling did the same thing for television in the seventies. Yeah, hundred percent. There you go. That's there how you, you tie go. it up, nice. Put a bow on it. Put a bow on it. There were, there's some smaller titles that that are coming out that we've talked about in the past. Well, I'm happy to say that there's they're putting out the both MVPs putting out the ghoulies, and I'm I'm really. I'm really excited about that. And because we we're, always we're, we're, we're talk about the MVP stuff, it's been really fun. But here's one that's a throwback to our Gotcha episode. And just a few years after Gotcha, we had Anthony Edwards in a movie called Mr. North. Yeah.
1: Speaking of the devil
0: movie. Yeah. I thought maybe <laughs> this was going to be a Warner Archive or a Mill Creek. No, MGM is dropping this. So, wow. Yeah. That one you couldn't keep on the shelf either when we, at, at the video store it always went out it, it, we didn't have a lot of copies maybe three or four but Anthony Edwards was a draw people are like going oh it's the Revenge of the Nerds guy I want to watch that I want to watch that
1: sure right like he was in it's funny if you look him up you think he was not but he's in a lot of things in the 80s like it's funny because you think that you just think of Revenge of the Nerds gotcha and maybe I mean I guess that's the two things you think of but he's in he's in the sure thing
0: yep he's in Mr. North yep yeah this one's got serious blood in it, though. John Houston wrote it, and Danny Houston directed it, and it's got Bob Mitchum in it, Laura McCall, Harry Dean Stanton, Angelica Houston, duh, <laughs> and right. Mary Stuart Masterson, of course. We've, we've again, we talked about her being in a lot of movies back then, but yeah, dude, seriously, that's a fun one. I never thought I'd see that one until hit the light of day on Blu-ray, and there it is.
1: No, man, I didn't even thought about that movie in fucking thirty years.
0: You know, I go so. Six. Thirty-five year anniversary. That's what that's what it ties to because it came out in eighty-eight.
1: There you have it.
0: Yeah, that one's. I'm, I'm stoked for it. It's. It, I can't find the pre-order though, even though it's supposed to be out tomorrow. So maybe it might be one of those ones that got announced, but then didn't get. Uh, maybe got bumped for some reason. Sure. You know, they, maybe they're adding more extras. <laughs> it's, it's a weird one though because it's MGM and MGM's home video stuff was being released by Fox. But that all got moved over to Disney, and we all know how Disney is.
1: And then Twilight Time bought up all that MGM shit too for a while. Like yeah. all those, a lot of those Twilight Time uh, Blu-rays were all MGM titles. Mm. So who knows? Yeah, who knows. I have to keep an eye out for it. I got two Blu-rays I'm excited about that are coming out. I bet you know what they are. Right. Okay, first one <laughs> is 1977's The Pack, <laughs> starring what? Joe Don Baker. Yeah man. Hope Alexander, RG Armstrong. Uh this is directed by Robert Klaus. And if the name Robert Klaus sounds familiar, it's because he directed Enter the Dragon, <laughs> yes. which is
0: enjoying its fiftieth anniversary. Yeah, Klaus did like a he did a ton of those. Ah, uh, those Cynthia Rothrock movies, <laughs>
1: dude. He also did. Uh, he did this fantastic movie with. I mean, fantastic, when I say fantastic, it was fantastic for the fourteen-year-old me called The Ultimate Warrior with Yul Brenner in mm. post-apocalyptic uh, New York in nineteen seventy-five. Yes. So long before Escape from New York, and I always remember there's this scene where Yul Brenner has to cut off his own hand, and it's, you know, it's always like I was like, oh fuck! It always fucked me when I was a kid. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's, when I think about the movie now, the only thing I can remember about it is that Yul Brynner had to cut off his own hand. But, yeah, so the pack, Shout Factories is dropping that, which is crazy, dude, because, it's again, it's another movie. If you look at the box, you'll you you, you you'll know it because you worked in a video store, but it's sick. You saw that movie sitting on the shelf all the time. It was a movie that people would come in and ask if it was a werewolf movie, even though clearly it's not, <laughs> just from the box art. But the pack is being released on Tuesday. Right. The other thing—it's funny—we kind of talked about this a few episodes ago. Uh, but After Dark, my sweet James Foley's uh, 1990 neo-noir starring Jason Patrick, Rachel yeah. Ward, and Bruce Dern is uh, finally coming out on Blu-ray. I don't even think it's ever been. And that's our buddies at Kino, of course, because you know who else would drop this? If if it wasn't Kino, I would have probably passed out. You know what I mean? Like, there's no other studio I would expect this to be except for But, um, yeah, man, that and that's a, um, you know, it's a real dark sort of, it's based on a Jim Thompson novel. And, yeah, it's it's the goods, man. I really dig it. And we were just talking about it because we were talking about Jason Patrick and what a kind of interesting run he had in the early 90s post-Lost Boys, like when he did his best acting, I think. Yeah, so there you go. Those are the two movies I'm excited about that are coming out Tuesday tomorrow. Yep. Look man, you know it's funny because there's a giant poster and I'll, and I'll share the picture with you. But um when I when I'm picketing at Warner Brothers, I took a picture of me standing a selfie from like from my feet shooting up at me standing in front of the 50th anniversary billboard on the side of Warner Brothers for Enter the Dragon.
0: <laughs> are you take a picture of your feet now?
1: <laughs> no, I just hold it at my feet and shoot up. I'm just
0: I'm just being silly.
1: Yeah, I shoot my feet, but I can't see the poster that way. <laughs> Unless I'm standing on my hands. Oh,
0: <laughs> uh, shit. Uh, so we had a we pulled an audible. Yeah, we did. This week's episode is uh, we pulled an audible because the other one was boring as fuck.
1: Dude, I mean, like, yes. I mean, uh, again, I don't want to go into details because the reason we pulled an audible is so we didn't have to talk about it. So I don't really want to talk no, about no, it too no, much. It was just... God, what a fucking shit pile of. Here's the thing. It's the most ordinary version of that type of movie you're ever going to get.
0: That's what I was calling it plain yogurt for. Yeah. It, yeah.
1: I was disappointed. I wouldn't in even it. insult plain yogurt, like because plain yogurt, I don't mind once in a while, but I would never want to watch that fucking well, movie yeah, again. Plain
0: yogurt, you can always add fruit to.
1: Sure. There's nothing you can do to that thing. except ever
0: turn it off. There's so much editing you can do in that movie to make it better. Sure. <laughs> oh, shit. Remember that old, there was a, the, the period of time, like every year was Halloween, so it was Saw. It's Halloween, so it's Saw time, you know. Then yeah. they have a they have new Saw coming out. So someone decided that they're going to drop the whole Saw collection. Lionsgate's funny like that, right? This is a Walmart exclusive steelbook that's coming out, and it's got, well, whatever, whatever the count was through seven, 2017. I think, it's, right. I think it's the eight So that ends, with,
1: that, that ends with, is Jigsaw 2017? Is that Was, was that the
0: 2017 one, just Jigsaw? I think. I think yeah Jigsaw's the last one in the series yeah, yeah, that's yeah. on the box set and then Spiral spins off that and then the new one I don't know I have to I think the new one's like a prequel I think Sure I can't Why wouldn't be, sure. It be Yeah <laughs> it's for fu- Josh Stolberg wrote it like he wrote the last one the Spiral one and I don't know he's uh he's teasing and stuff here and there but he only promote things so much these days <laughs> Sure, you know all that silly shit going on, but no, it's like if you've seen two, you, you've seen them all. Um yeah, but the first absolutely. one is more of a murder mystery thing, and that's that's only to me. That's the only really good one. The for me though, when I do watch the other one, have watched the other ones in the past. It's always the the part that I enjoy most is when they get to the reveal and how it how it the the stupid. We call it the maze of how they got there from the previous movie and how it all ties in. That's the only thing I like about it because otherwise you, suffer, you you have to suffer for ninety minutes to get to that point. <laughs> so whatever. yeah, I look,
1: I, it's funny. I, I have the last um, collection of it, and I don't even think I've ever opened it. That's the one that, that came out probably in twenty sixteen, like right yeah. before they were going to, re-
0: but right before the seventh or the last one came out, Jigsaw, yeah. or whatever. And I still haven't opened it. <laughs> Yeah, we we have. I I bought it on the cheap um, to give away on the show. Eventually, we'll give away on the show. It's still sealed. It's just sitting there, just sitting there.
1: I was going to say if you're gonna if you're gonna go out and throw your money away on the saw collection, just go ahead and buy the leprechaun
0: collection. It comes out <laughs> tomorrow yeah, as well. Yeah, because
1: because at least there's three of those are good.
0: Yeah, and it knows what it is. Yeah, man. That that one too is an all as a Walmart steelbook exclusive. Yep.
1: If you're there at Walmart picking up saw, you're probably gonna buy leprechauns.
0: Yeah. Leprechaun, the hood and leprechaun space are rad. And the first
1: leprechaun's good. It's got Jennifer Aniston in it, you know, pre pre in her pre friends days. Look at and
0: look at her look at the art for that. For the <laughs> For the box, for the seal yeah. box.
1: It's fantastic. It's like an evil lucky charms box.
0: Yeah. It's cause she has her nose done again between this and and friends.
1: Yeah, this is Jen, dude. This is this is this is is this is uh you know this is her. Like I said before, Rachel, yeah, pre Rachel, and you know the first one's fun, and then this the one in space is great, and then Leprechaun on the Hood, dude, is maybe the most it's awesome ridiculous. You know, eighty five minutes you're gonna spend watching a horror movie, yeah. watching the Leprechaun trade barbs with iced tea.
0: Yeah, it's pretty great.
1: Need I say more?
0: Yeah. <laughs> See, and the third one was the one in Vegas, right?
1: I think so. I, yeah. I I really only have memory of the, because they came out like, you know, randomly. It wasn't like we knew when they were being dropped. So I'm I'm a few, I have a few holes in my Leprechaun, uh, you know, memories. But I love the first one, Space and In the Hood are the two, are the three that, you know, jump right out at me. I didn't even realize there were seven until I, you know, I was yeah. like, holy
0: shit. This Leprechaun Returns came out in 2018. I have no idea what that is. Me
1: neither, man. <laughs> i'm just looking at seeing 1993 through 2018 and i was like wow is there one i must have missed it i never saw that 2018 one
0: yeah for sure i don't even see it i can't to look it up i don't even, i don't hold on i have to look at see how much it is on on walmart you can't directly link to it from this page right um why is it on amazon yeah, i see oh it why i don't want the steel book anyway no does this have all all seven movies which one one, two, three, four. Oh yeah, it's got all seven movies. Uh, just if you just got the standard one, didn't worry about that steel book. You can get them all for seventeen eighty nine on Amazon.
1: Yeah, I've seen them at Best Buy. I've seen like the. Uh, it, I saw that at Best Buy, but it wasn't a steel book. It was just like a, uh, you know, your average everyday ordinary guy release. I'm, I'm buying it.
0: <laughs> I don't have any of them.
1: Well you're gonna get three good ones and who knows, maybe we discover the other ones are okay. Yeah, we will well, even the talk one, about them one day.
0: The, one's a true sequel uh, in the hood is there's back to the hood. It's like the next oh. one after that. And I didn't see it, so
1: Oh dude, I haven't seen Back to the Hood either.
0: Yeah, I just ordered it.
1: Origins and Returns. I haven't seen either uh, yeah, so there's you know, yeah I haven't I've, seen There's either four one of those. I haven't seen. Yeah. Four of those glorious little suckers. All right. <laughs> Oh, awesome! Hey, so look quickly because you know sometimes we turn this into a sports show. Uh, I'm just going to throw a shout out to Deion Sanders, whose uh, Colorado Buffaloes are crushing, or they crushed the Neba- Nebraska Cornhuskers today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't bet on don't 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 bet against Deion, dude, because he's just he's just going to make it. He's just going to rub it in when he wins. That's what I'm saying. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And he finds a way, even when he loses, he, he finds a way to, I don't know. It's a humility there, but he's, he just accepts it.
1: Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like, he doesn't make excuses. He just takes it and moves on. That's what's awesome about him. <laughs>
0: uh, so yesterday was the first day of football, like for the for day one. If you don't, if you don't count Thursday night's game, cause I don't, cause we don't cover Thursday night football anymore. Sure. So, yeah. Anyway, football's back. Was <clears> there a game <throat> yesterday? Um, oh Sunday, yes, yeah, yes, Sunday. yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a bunch of games. Yesterday, Sunday. Yeah. All of the games are yesterday, dummy. i oh, sorry. Well, except for the Thursday game. Yeah, but that doesn't game. count
1: because I don't even know who that was. The, and the Chiefs lost to the Lions. I feel like that was a game in another dimension. Yeah. It just goes to show you, without Kelsey, what do you, you know? They don't have a receiving core. That's nobody's problem because we don't care about football on this show.
0: What? What's football? Football huh, is what? soccer. Football. <laughs> <laughs> Soccer, damn it. Oh, I did. I finished Bosch Legacy.
1: Oh, nice. Both seasons, or this is this the first one? No, a second one hasn't dropped yet. Yeah, I didn't
0: think so. No.
1: That was, I was like, how did I? I thought it, I thought it was a couple weeks away.
0: Uh, let's just put it this way it, it's, it's going to be a rough stretch for that second season to start because the way the first season ends.
1: Yeah, that's, you know, but Bosch is, you know, that's what they do. It's like, fuck, mm-hmm. dude, they, they gut punch you and they fucking, you know, they, they kind of club you and leave you in the street like the LAPD. And then, you know, you got to pick yourself up and, you know, start all over again.
0: I do. One of the things I really liked that they carried over as far as the structure of the show to legacy and that it's not one whole season of one case. Right. There's some overlap, and and then one of them gets solved maybe halfway through the season, and then just keeps going, and just picks back up. It's really good, and it, and, and it, you you definitely have to watch this if if you haven't watched Bosch at all, you're doing yourself a massive disservice in general. But you definitely need to see the last season because it it directly involves the storylines of the of legacy. It's not just a oh previously on Bosch and this is what happened. You watch one episode and you're caught up. It's uh, a continuing case from the year before, dude.
1: How great it was to see fucking
0: Bill Devane? Fucking. Yes, so cool. Yeah, uh, it was. He's he's one of those guys you're kind of like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, all right then. He's he was fine. I, I wish he was in a little bit more, but
1: no, me too, man. Like uh, like what I, I'm, you know, for me, you could throw him in there. He could have been in every episode, and they could have, you know, made him an honorary cast member. I mean, he's just, he could be a regular, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't object.
0: Yeah, it, they they definitely had their. Uh, they had their dollars cut for for freebie I'm oh, sure. Oh yeah, you can totally tell too, man. With that with the stilt house. I thought I mean with the setup for the stilt house, I'm like going. Yep. Oh, is it too expensive to rent now? Yep.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's just the location we're gonna write off because that thing's expensive. It's expensive to lock off that neighborhood and parking and everything else that goes with
0: it. Right. I, I, I have a feeling they were sitting around at the towards the end of the last season of Bosch and like, you know, let's get some B roll for the shit now. <laughs> right let's let's just flat shoot some scenes because we're not going to have this location again yeah
1: yeah they probably didn't go there at all
0: yeah i i, I mean i love Mimi's increase of you know increase presence on the show and i mean obviously it's her and maddie and titus throughout the whole thing so it's nice to see it. you know that they're the, the main prince you know the principals in there but you see them a lot and it's fun seeing uh some cameos here and there from the show, from from the previous iteration of Bosch, and I don't know. I, I was like, it doesn't feel stupid, super cheesy when they do show up. No. It just feels feels like, yeah, of course he would do that. Of course he would use his resources.
1: I do miss Jay Edgar though. Where are you at in the show? I mean, I just miss him being on the show for the, you know what I mean, like, and in general, yeah. Yes, like I, I know he makes cameo, but. Yeah, it's good. It. It's
0: perfect too. Yeah. It's perfect.
1: Yeah. No, uh, uh, yes, but I'm just saying in in the weekly, I do miss some of those characters. I mean, it's yeah. it's cool when you, they do show up and yeah. it's it's yeah, like you said, it's it and they use it right. They're not, you know, it's not like, you know, they don't just show up like, "Hey, what are you doing here? Oh, I was getting some ice cream."
0: Yeah, <laughs> I love the use of Crate and Barrel on the show too. It's been yeah, it's good. Uh, no, the show is super fun. I love it. And it does take, once you kind of establish what this new show is, it it works pretty well. And you're, it's fun watching Maddie make all the mistakes that she makes. And
1: yeah, it is. It's cool. But you know, it's funny. The one person I cannot warm up to is I don't like her training officer, man. I don't like that chick. Oh
0: yeah. She's not, she's rough.
1: It's, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know what it is. I don't I don't know that it's the right. There's just something. And I, I mean, maybe you're not supposed to, but I, I don't feel like I maybe, maybe I'm in the minority. Maybe I just, I, but for me, like, I just can't, like, I just feel like she's hitting it too on the nose all the time. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> you know so. what I mean?
0: Yeah. I love that Bosch is just like, he's, he's always well, was a fuck it, but he had his limitations. And Even with the badge, he'd have fucking moments, but he wouldn't go past a certain point. Right, um, but this he didn't give a fuck, and I, and I love that about the way dude, you've written him.
1: I love the fucking his investigative buddy on this show is fucking yes, great, dude.
0: His tech guy is the fucking best, dude. Yeah. I love him, and he's just the way he plays. He's so low key. Usually those kinds of parts, the
1: guy's are all hyper and wired, and you know takes cold medicine all day to keep himself amped up.
0: Right, he's somebody I don't recognize it's the Louisiana twang. there's just some, I just love, I just love the guy. I like him a lot. Too. And you do see him more as this season goes, which is good. And you know, he's in there going to be in a lot because he's in the opening of the show. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of the opening of the show, what's your take on the song?
1: Uh, <sighs> Kind of Grey's Anatomy. I'm not a big fan of it. Yeah.
0: You know what? I don't, I never skip the intro on the old boss show. No, I me neither, but I skip song. it every time on this. Yes. Y- yeah. I don't even hesitate. I'm already like reaching for the remote before it happens. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: well, right. It, it, but it, it's because it for me, it literally just, it's like, am I watching the Shonda Rhyme show? What is, what's going on here?
0: Yeah. It does. It's not true to what you see when a show goes. When it's no. happening, it doesn't, it doesn't, it just doesn't ring accurate. To what, yeah, the I don't rest know who it,
1: that's for or what, you know, I have no idea, but uh, yeah, I don't like it.
0: I don't know. Is it, is it a, something that makes it more accessible because it's on a freebie? I, I don't know, but somebody I've Amazon made that call, so
1: well, whatever. Yeah, somebody. Somebody said, yeah. you know what we
0: need. <laughs> <laughs> my friend Eric and his wife Camille started watching Bosch after my recommendation, so they've been enjoying that, and I'm like, oh, just, I said, just be aware, man. You guys, will. it doesn't take much. It's like potato chips, dude. Like, it's an investment,
1: <laughs> dude.
0: Yeah. And, and you're going to discover just when you think even during the middle of a season, you're like, damn, it's like that. And the next episode going to, it one ups it every fucking time and it's good. Okay. I don't think I've mentioned this. There's a show on FX called this fool and uh, Chris Estrada and three other cats and I'm, which I'm blanking on their names right now. They're the showrunners and the creators of the show, but it's kind of like it's, it's a, com- it's a comedy. It's based in Los Angeles and Chris plays uh, Julio, who works at a, uh, like a home, like a homeboy industries kind of bakery situation, but it's called a, a thug, Hugs for Thugs, mm-hmm. something like something like that. And it's super fucking funny. It's on FX or if you're on Hulu, it's on FX on Hulu. Um, but during the second season that dropped back in July, and I didn't discover the show until about two, three weeks ago, but it's really funny the cast is solid. I was worried for a little bit when I was recommending to people that outside of Los Angeles, that if you will, it, it might be too LA as far as if you didn't grow up around, you know, a dense Mexican culture, like if live in Los Angeles can do uh, as far as exposure to that, then maybe you might not get some of the stuff, but it feels so accurate. And I've talked to a couple of my Mexican friends and they're like, yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. It's pretty dead on. To, to, to the family life and everything that that it represents, so I thought that's really cool. Anyway, it's really funny, and again, it's on FX. Yeah, the thing is, both seasons are there in their entirety. Um, Hulu started doing this thing where occasionally now they did it with the second season, of The Bear. They're not doing their usual once a week thing. You know what I mean? They're, they're they've been dropping them like Netflix style, which is weird because Hulu is. St- I mean, uh, FX is still a cable slash satellite channel, so that uh anticipation type of release of weekly releases isn't there, which I think is not like they're not like them. Anyway, all 12 episodes are not 12, 20 episodes are all there. It's very funny, though. Is it like Primo on Freebie? Uh, I don't know, but they say Primo a lot in it. <laughs> primo. It's my Primo. Anyway, so there, there's a Kickstarter for you for, the, for our second Monday of September. September. Yeah. Uh-huh. Next episode will be out on Patreon on Wednesday, Friday for all the general public. And don't forget there's five of these wondrous Spectember movies for you this month. So we're all super excited to to share Getting them all. Ghosty. With you. Yeah. Anyway, so if you want to follow the show on the socials, it's at karate pot on Twitter, Insta, and Letterboxed. And Letterboxd, you can follow Corey at Corey underscore Culp. And on Insta, it's culprit ninety seven.
1: If you'd like to follow me you can follow me at rock and roll 33 on your instagram or you can follow me at primo on letterbox.com that's primo at letterbox.com